It's only fitting it ends like that. Tim Anderson, who kept the game alive with his defensive heroics in the top of the ninth, ends it with his offensive heroics in the bottom of the ninth. Jason Benetti and Steve Stone on the call there. The White Sox are loaded with good young talent, and now they have a veteran manager who's the third winningest of all time. But there is a large chunk of the fan base, I'm not saying everybody, but a large chunk of the fan base are not happy with the hire. Steve Stone has pitched on both sides of town, has broadcasted on both sides of town. He's our dear friend, and he joins us now. Stoney, good morning. There is a large chunk of the fan base that is not happy with this hiring. What is your perspective from your seat with Tony LaRusso, now the man in charge? Well, David, first of all, hi, Jay. How are you? Well. Uh, you know, it was an interesting day yesterday, and it's been interesting for the past maybe week. It started to leak out that Tony LaRusso would be considered and there were a lot of people who were very much against that move. But the same people who were against that move were against some of the other names that were also floated out there. I mean, uh, uh, taking a look at Twitter and participating in Twitter almost on a daily basis, everybody had complaints about everybody. Whether it's, well, you can't hire this guy because they were cheaters. You can't hire this guy because he has no experience. You can't hire this guy because of uh, you can fill in the blank after that. So... One of the things that I talked about was the fact that there was no perfect candidate out there, not a one. And everybody would be complaining about whoever it was that was named. But I think when you take a look at who was available, um, there was a couple names that came to mind. Uh, Bruce Bochy was one of those guys who certainly had a lot of experience and, and was a winner in that San Francisco dugout uh, three different times, I think. And then Tony La Russa, who was four-time manager of the year, had won three World Series. And so Tony, number one, was familiar with Chicago. Number two, uh, I was actually on the 78 team when Tony came up as a coach. And I got a chance to talk with him about some of his philosophies. And uh, I really liked what he had to say then. And bear in mind, he hadn't been a major league manager at all at that point. But I said, well, Talk to me a little bit about your philosophies. And he said, you know what? I can't really tell you a whole lot of things because I might want to manage one day and you might be managing against me. I said, well, <laughs> tell me one, just one. He said, I try to get my guys prepared to win the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. He said, regardless of what they do in the first six, if I can prepare them and, and explain to them the importance of winning the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, he said, we're going to win more than we lose. And obviously, as you know, Tony won considerably more than he lost. I think those who criticize him for being away from the game since 2011, as far as the dugout is concerned, don't realize that one of the things you never forget is how to manage. I mean, the man's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's not going to forget how to manage. And then everybody is concerned, well, he won't be able to relate to the younger players. And I remember talking with Bobby Cox after he'd retired. And I said to him, this was at an Arizona Fall League game, I sat down and I, I wanted to pick his brain about what he thought, what he did, how he did it. And I said, you know, there's a lot of people say that you can't manage today like you managed when you were in that dugout for the, Bra for the Braves. And he said, that's a bunch of crap. He said, you lay down a few rules, not many, and your players adhere to those rules. He said, you have to have discipline on the team. Without discipline, you don't have anything. Without discipline, when it really gets tough, they're not going to be able to perform. 
I think Tony's going to relate very well to these younger players because truly he's never really left the game entirely. If you watch what he's done since he retired to where he is at this point, he's always stayed connected with the game in a front office capacity, whether it's a, a hands-on architect of an organization like with the Diamondbacks, whether it was a senior advisor like the Red Sox or the Angels. He's been around. He's also seen what it's like as these younger players have come up. And Tony's going to bring a different perspective. You know, he's an enormously smart guy. And I think he's going to realize that what he did, number one, with the White Sox when he was there, what he did with Oakland when he was there, what he did with St. Louis when he was there, he's not going to be able to do now. He'll take forward some of it, the best parts of it, but he's going to adjust, and I don't see any problems, to be honest with you. Steve, uh, how surprised were you of the hire? When you first heard the name, what was going through your mind? When I first heard the name, I, I literally thought that uh, perhaps uh, Jerry Reinsdorf and company wanted to get his name out there to increase his visibility in case he wanted to come back. I was speculating because of his association with Dave Dombrowski, they might go after either an expansion team or a relocation team. Or um, I thought that was a possibility. Or if Dave Dombrowski had gotten the job, and he still might running a baseball team, maybe Tony would come along there because of their association. And then I started to read a little bit more and started to think about it. And, you know, there's so many people that want to look at the downside of everything. There's going to be ample time for disenchanted White Sox fans to complain about this hire. But odds are overwhelming with a good young team, which, by the way, is not a finished product. This team, as it came out of last year, was not ready to win a World Series quite yet. I think a lot of the deficiencies showed up. And with the additions that are going to be uh, uh, added this offseason, I think with Tony at the helm, they could be ready to take the next step. I think they're going to be ready to take the next step, depending on who they acquire. But I, I do know one thing with Tony in the dugout, and there's a lot of people that don't believe this, but I will pretty much guarantee you this. This team this year, unlike at times in the last couple of years, this team will not be outmanaged by anybody in the opposing dugout. They are going to lose games. They're going to lose, uh, hopefully, not a whole lot of them, but they'll lose games. They just won't be outmanaged in the losing process. Are you surprised by the level of negativity from, I'm not saying every Sox fan, please don't misunderstand, mm -hmm. but there is a very vocal group of fans that are so down on this hire. Does it surprise you? It really doesn't, because I remember reading at the time, uh, and I, David, I think you remember that year. Uh, was it 2003 that comes to mind? Uh, they put a 72-year-old guy at the time who was in much worse shape oh, than boy. Tony LaRusso. They put him into that dugout in the middle of the year. Um, I can't remember really what happened to that team. I think they went on to do some really good things. Was it the Marlin team that won the World Series in 2003? Um, and they did they knock out the Cubs? With Jack McKean in that dugout? Oh, yeah, my. that's yeah. what happened. Yep. So at any rate, yeah, I think you can bring a guy back to the game who hasn't managed in a while if he understands how to manage. And a four-time manager of the year who won three World Series, won one in the American League, two in the National League, and had his team to the playoffs quite a bit, don't think that, that uh, he forgets how to do that. And so, you know, there's a lot of people, one of the big things as well, when, when Tim flips his bat, well, what's going to happen? I mean, geez, the world is going to come to an end when Tim Anderson flips his bat. Well, do they remember Ricky Henderson? 
Did he flip his bat? Who was in that dugout? Well, it was Tony La Russa. And it was a different generation of player. And Tony still said, well, you know what? Flip your bat. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have some ideas that were honed over the years that might fly in the face of what's happening today. But Tony's a smart guy. He understands that it's not 2011. He'll take the best of what he was, add it to the best of what he will be, and together with a very talented young team who's on the precipice of putting together something special, I think uh, at this point, He's one of the guys, and I'm not saying that he's the only guy, but he's certainly one of the guys that can lead this team to win a World Series. And I think that went into it. Look, he's very good friends with Jerry Reinsdorf, but if Jerry thought for a minute that either, one, Tony couldn't do it, or Tony was too old to do it, or Tony wasn't capable of doing it, I don't care, I don't care uh, how good Tony was. I don't think Jerry would have gone out and said, you know what? This could very well be my last hurrah as an owner these next five years. So I'm going to bring in some guy that has no chance of winning. I don't think Jerry felt that way. I think Jerry desperately wants to win one more World Series before it's over for him. And he thinks in his heart of hearts that Tony LaRusse is the guy. Steve, because the LaRusse has been a Hall of Famer, because he's been there and done that as a manager, I'm wondering with this opportunity to manage once again does he all does he manage the way he's always managed or does he do something a little bit differently like adding analytics to his gut feeling for the game well first of all jay as we all know that um uh you're in the media you've been in the media for quite some time Mm -hmm. and i'm sure as a product of the experiences you brought forward and things that you've seen as far as the media changing i'm sure you're a different broadcaster, a a, a different analyst of the game, a different personality now than you were, say, nine, ten years ago. I think we all are. I'm a different broadcaster now than I was uh, ten years ago because things change. And I think if you're good at what you do, you change with them. I don't think Tony Tony has a one-size-fits-all because if you look at the diverse personalities that he dealt with, you'll realize that they were equally as, uh, in some cases, uh, controversial, in some cases talented, if in some cases they were not easy to handle, and Tony handled them all at that point. I think uh, being around the game as much as he has, and he has seen the transition from 10 years ago's player to today's player, I, I think he's going to be smart enough to be able to adjust. I don't say that he changes everything that he did, because a lot of the things that he did still hold up. But he is going to change a bit in his dealings. And everybody that that I've dealt with that had Tony as a manager or had um, uh, dealings with him as an advisor and a front office guy, they all sing his phrases. They think that um, he's a vast reservoir of baseball knowledge. He's only going to be a plus for this team. And look, if this doesn't work out in a couple of years, I think it will, don't get me wrong, But if it doesn't work out in a couple of years, you move on to somebody else. Um, This is not a two-year window or a year window. They have a lot of talented guys. They're going to be good for quite some time. And, um, you know, they're going to have to be expected to beat A.J. Hinch, who apparently is going to go to the Tigers. We're talking to Steve Stone here on the Cap J. Hood Show on ESPN 1000. Steve, the... Players that I spoke to yesterday about Tony all said he commands immediate respect the first day you walk in. 
but that the perception that he's going to take all the fun out of it, that he is out of touch with the modern player, they believe that is a media-driven creation. They said he simply, every day, tries to put you in the best possible position to win a baseball game. Do you think that because we're in a different place in our society... Everything is different today where everyone's much more woke and everyone is much more about different things that Tony can adjust some of the things he may have been hardline about to mesh with whoever it is, Latin players, black players, white players. I think if you're an aware individual, and I think Tony is, and I think if you're a talented individual, and I know Tony is that, uh, I believe that you're going to adjust to the circumstances that surround you at any given time. I don't think anybody who is really good at what they do has a one-size-fits-all approach to, in this case, managing a baseball team. I think he's going to realize that there's some different backgrounds of the guys that he's managing now than the guys that he was managing when he was uh, uh, good enough to be put into the Hall of Fame. So I don't, I don't doubt for one minute that he's going to make some adjustments to the way he handles people, the way he handles certain situations, but understand something. When, when you've had the success that he's had, and you've been given a lot of diverse teams, I mean, he had, he had a team in Oakland where they just hit everything out of the ballpark. He had teams in St. Louis where they had to finesse a lot of those wins. I mean, he presided over a team that won 83 games. Wasn't, uh, wasn't that him? Won 83 games and then won the World Series. They were probably the seventh or eighth best team in baseball at the time, and then they won the World Series. I think it was the 2006 team. I'm not sure exactly. But um, I think that he can adjust to whatever is put in front of him, and I think that he will. I think he's going to go in. I have a feeling, and, and this would be something that I would do, and I'm pretty sure he's going to do it. I think he's going to talk to a lot of these guys during, during the wintertime. I think he's going to talk to them, and I think he's going to uh, talk to everybody involved in the front office with the White Sox. I think he's going to get a really good feel for how things went, the good things they want to bring forward, the bad things they want to leave behind. I think he wants to get a sense of the personality of these guys. I wouldn't be surprised in each and every one of the guys that for sure are coming back next year have a conversation or two with Tony DeLusso over the wintertime. He's going to explain to them what he would like them to do going forward, how he wants them to report to spring training, the attitude that he would like to see them uh, see them go out and exhibit. And uh, I have a feeling that communication is not going to be his problem. I mean, all I heard, people were up in arms. Uh, oh, boy, well, how is he going to relate to all of these young guys who speak Spanish, all of these guys coming from Cuba, all these guys coming from Dominican? Well, he does speak Spanish. He speaks it rather well, as a matter of fact. And so I don't think he's going to have any problem whatsoever. I honestly believe that he checks a whole lot of the boxes that the front office uh, of the White Sox, along with Jerry Reinsdorf, wanted. And I just don't see any real difficult times. I think the people that are complaining, David, what, what, what I urge them is, especially the ones who are complaining vehemently, I said, well, then you better make sure that you don't celebrate when this team wins the World Series because you don't want your friends to realize what a hypocrite you really are. So stand, stand, your, you know, stand your ground. Make sure that you don't 
celebrate. Make sure you're not happy when the guy you absolutely do not want managing this team eventually wins, which is something that he's pretty much done wherever he's gone. I mean, those people remember when Tony was a manager with the White Sox, and I remember when he came up from his minor league experience. You know, he was one of those guys that wasn't a star when he played, but he had to be much more observant about the nature of the game of baseball because he wasn't great because he was a middle-of-the-road middle infielder, and uh, uh, I think he understood how difficult this game is. I think he still understands that. I think he's going to relate to players very well. Steve, do you foresee the White Sox hiring from within or outside the organization for a bench coach or a pitching coach? You know, the bench coach, Cap, you know, for years was always that sage old-timer that's been there and seen everything. Well, that's Tony. He's seen everything, so I don't know. He doesn't need anyone older than him to kind of see the game. Uh, Steve, how do, how do you see that? Because there's some openings there for the uh, staff for La Russa. Well, first of all, um, you know, Connie Mack is gone. We can't bring him in. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I think they kicked the tires on Buddy Epson, but they realized that he <laughs> passed away. So, look, they're not going to bring in anybody older. We pretty much know that. Yeah. Uh, I think Tony's going to have a, a say-so in a few of these coaches. I don't think he's going to be high. I don't think he's going to be hiring an entire coaching staff. But I would like to see him bring in um, guys and I think Tony's going to sit back and he's going to realize, yeah, I mean, he had some guys before. Maybe he brings one of them with him, whoever that might be. And then he realizes that he's going to need a couple of people there that are going to be able to relate to the guys who are currently there. So, yeah, you're right. He is the, he is the, uh, the guy who's been around. He doesn't need an experienced bench coach to tell him when to take out the right fielder or when to platoon or do any of those other things. And I, I think one of the things that, uh, that was addressed when they, uh, when they talked with Tony was the new reliance on analytics. And I think Tony, who pretty much was one of those guys who was accused of being too revolutionary for his time, I think Tony thought about analytics a long time before it became mainstream. I think Tony understood that there were different ways to be able to get the best out of your ball club and the best out of individual talent before everybody realized that this was going to be an industry-wide trend. So I look for him to hire guys that he believes are going to help this winning effort and blend them in to give advice, to, to teach these young guys. I think that's important on your coaching staff. I think each and every one of the coaches that you hire and each and every one of the guys you bring forward from the old administration, they have to be able to teach the game of baseball because more than ever, you're getting a lot of young players coming to the game that are very talented. You know, don't, make, don't mistake me for being one of those guys who say, oh, the game was back. It was so much better back then. I believe the athletes today are bigger, stronger, faster, and quicker than ever. I think we see it on a daily basis. These guys are off the charts better athletically than the guys who came two, three, four generations before them because they are a product of of better training, of better nutrition, of better everything. We understand performance now better than we ever have before. But still, the tenants of the game of baseball are still the tenants of the game of baseball. And one of the things that, that I loved about the Los Angeles Dodger team was that if they needed to lay down a bunt, they got it down. If they needed to try to find a hole in, in, a, in a defensive alignment, they found that hole. Will Smith punched one through the right side, scored a couple of runs. Big play in the game. 
uh, because they overshifted to the left against him. I think Tony's going to understand how to make each and every one of his players take advantage of what this game gives you and what you need to win with this era of player. I, I think that this is going to be a more well-schooled team. I think this is going to be a team that hits the cutoff, man. I think this is going to be a team that runs the bases pretty well. I think this is going to be a team that understands rundowns and doesn't take five throws to get somebody out. I think this is going to be a team that understands situational hitting and actually practices it. I think this is a team that if occasionally you need a bunt, and bear in mind, Tony is not going to bunt like he used to. Different era of baseball. Analytics prove that excess bunting isn't a good thing. So I don't think he's going to do that a lot. But I do believe that this team is going to be well-schooled. And uh, I think this is going to be a team, like so many of the great teams, that will take the game away in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, not give the game away in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. And I, I think that Ricky Renteria had a couple of things that were really good. I think, one, this team played hard for him. Uh, I think they played hard every day for him. And, two, I think he established a culture with this team that's probably going to be brought forward and hold up. Uh, I think the problems that Ricky encountered were mostly in-game managerial strategy type things, certainly the handling of the pitching staff and the bullpen and what to do and when to do it. I think that things that won't elude Tony did elude Ricky at times. And so I think that this team is going to take all the best of what Ricky Renteria laid down for four years, bring it forward, adding the things that Tony La Russa understands innately. And I think it's going to be a championship group. Light a candle tonight to make sure Cordero's arm is ready for next next year. I'm hopefully the swelling has gone down. <laughs> hopefully he's okay, Cap. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, Stony, thank you for your time, man. Really appreciate it. You know what a huge fan of yours that we are. So thank you again. Well, guys, have a good rest of the show. I think there's bright times ahead for the White Sox, and I think that. Uh, as I say, there are a few guys that probably could have gotten the job done, but I think Tony is uh, probably the best of the bunch. You look at his credentials, they're impeccable. And for everybody who doesn't believe that he can manage in 2021, uh, they're dead wrong. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you over the weekend. Take care, guys. See you. There he is, Steve Stone. So, Sox fans, are we, doing, are, we do, are we doing a weekend show together? Absolutely. Oh, I didn't, you didn't know. know we're in here Saturday and, and, and Sunday. And we have Stone again yeah. over the weekend? No oh, question. Okay. Uh, what? Sox fans, how did you wake up today? Feeling a little better? Mm, still upset. Be right back.